Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Sacred Silhouette Podcast. I am Tanya Denise, your self-worth coach. I help single kingdom women realize their value so they can radiate beauty from the inside out. So tonight's topic is called, Don't Date Them All, Sis. This topic came from me strolling on social media, and I came across this meme And the meme, it stated, date them all, sis, until one of them don't play about you. So first of all, no, Um, just because one of them or one of them don't play about you doesn't mean that's the person that you're supposed to be with. That can clearly be a counterfeit blocking you from your kingdom God ordained relationship God ordained husband you know and secondly if you're doing it God's way it's it's not biblical at all like if you find someone in the Bible that dated around please hit me up okay um so I'm what I was gonna go over two women in the Bible and read their story but I this one just is is good I'll maybe talk about the other one a little later But, um, so it's going to come from the book of Ruth chapter two, um, one through 16. And then we're going to go from there and I'm going to, I'm going to say some other things. So Ruth chapter two, verse one, it says, now Naomi had a kinsman, had a kinsman of her husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one of the after one in whose sight I may find favor. So she was just saying, you know, I want to go to the field and glean and hopefully somebody will let me glean in their field. Um, And it says and she said to her, go, my daughter, verse three. So she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to a portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now, Elimelech was Naomi's husband, so Elimelech ended up being um, Ruth's father-in-law. Ruth's little backstory about Ruth, she was married to Naomi's sons. They got killed. Um her and I think her sister-in-law name was Orpha. They were both married to Naomi's sons. They got killed. Naomi um, left Moab. You know, she was distraught. She lost her husband previously to losing her sons. And so she was distraught, you know, and she was like, you know, I'm going back to my hometown. I'm going back to my homeland. You know, she told her daughters, Ruth and Orpha, like, y'all go back home. I can't do nothing for y'all. I'm too old to have any more kids, like just to go to your families and uh, not Naomi, but Ruth was like, no, I'm going with you. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. So this is how um, this is why the name Elimelech is coming up. That was basically Naomi's husband, Ruth's father-in-law. So verse four. Now, behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And said to the reapers, may the Lord be with you. And they said to him, may the Lord bless you. Then Boaz 
said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, he was like a supervisor, basically. And he said, whose young woman is this? And the servant in charge of the reapers answered and said, she is the young Moabite woman. She is the young Moabite woman returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. And she said, please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus, she came and has remained from morning until now. She has been sitting in the house for a little while. So meaning she'd been working from morning to evening and she had just took a break. She had just sat down, you know, to take a break. So verse eight says, then Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my daughter, do not go glean <laughs> in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my maids. Verse nine, let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. When you are thirsty, go get water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your sight that you should take notice of me? I'm going to read that one more time. Why have I found favor in your sight that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me and how you left your father and mother and the land of your birth and came to a people that you did not previously know. May the Lord reward your work and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. Verse 13. Then she said, I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and indeed have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. So basically she's saying you, you speaking to me so kindly and I'm not even from your land. Verse 14. And in the end at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here that you may eat the bread and dip your piece of bread in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and, um, and he served her roasted grain. She ate and was satisfied and had some left. Verse 15, when she rose to glean, Boaz commanded his servant saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not insult her. Oh, protection, okay. Verse 16, and also you shall purposely pour out some grain from the bundles and leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. <laughs> Blessings on the reading of the words. So listen, Boaz won't plan about Ruth, okay? He made it, he commanded that she be protected. You know, he commanded that her work day will be easy. Matter of fact, you leave some stuff for her. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to protect her. And no one touches her. So that was just, I just love this story. But 
what I wanted to say about that is basically when Ruth left um, with Naomi, her focus wasn't to, oh, my God, I got to find another husband. Oh, my husband is dead. You know, I got to, you know, just go to I'm going to go to this new city. And I'm a date and I'm just going to find somebody to take care of me. No, that was not her focus. Her focus was all she wanted to do was follow her mother-in-law, Naomi, help her out, serve the God that she served and and let the people of Bethlehem be her people. You know, even though she was a foreigner and probably wouldn't have been accepted, you know, they were still good to her and she was still she still had the courage to go. And so in her doing that and and allowing Naomi's God, which is our father, to be her God, she found favor in the sight of Boaz and he protected her. So ending on that, I just want to say we are to be about our father's business. Um, we're really not supposed to be out here, you know, dating around you know, just looking for dudes, just like, no, that's, that's not what we're called to do. If you want to do something, ask God, what, what does he want you to do in this season? You can start a business. You can help out in ministry. You can start a business if you're, you know, if you're called to be an entrepreneur or if you're called to entrepreneurship, I'm not saying just go out there and start a business, you know, and that's, that's not what God is calling you to do. You could be, you know, healing from your past, just doing things, the, the self-care, you know, just cultivating yourself, just just upgrading yourself, figuring out what you like, you know, developing a relationship with God. That, that's number one, getting intimate with him, being able to hear his voice, being so fine tuned to his voice that a stranger you won't follow. Cultivating your gifts and talents, figuring out what am I good at? Because dating multiple men is just a distraction. It's a distraction to keep you from being alone around. And, and this is a, a perfect time where a lot of people will go and, and start dating because it's the holiday time. And people don't want to be alone on the holidays. But when you're you're maturing, when you're maturing, maturing, excuse me, in God, the holidays won't even make a difference. So there was a time where I was, oh, my God, doing the most, not really doing the most. But there was a certain time span where um, I would want to date. I would want to date. And so it, it always led to nothing. So I finally came to myself like the prodigal son. I came to myself and was like, you know what, God? Let me fully heal. You do the work, all the work that you need to do in me. And when the time is right, you will you will make it happen. And during that time, that's when I got all my healing. That's when I realized what I like and what I didn't like. And that's when I realized like businesses started opening for me. Ideas started coming to me. Because there were no distractions. I didn't have to keep up with, you know, a bunch of dudes in my phone, who I said what to, you know, just 
just a lot of distractions. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you are know, you already know. You already know these dudes ain't for you. You already know. You already know that they're distractions. Or just to keep you, so, or just to say, you know, oh, I got somebody. I'm seeing somebody. Somebody's interested in me. There was a season in my life where I felt invisible. <laughs> I would go to the store, you know, just go to the mall, just be out. And it, it was like people would look past me. And I'd get to the car and I'd be like, God, am, am I invisible? And he was like, no, you're hidden. I have you hidden. You're hidden for one particular person. And so I just, I was like, dang, like I, I really felt invisible out here. And until I came to the point where God needed me to be, as in doing my purpose and my calling, which was to heal and then to start businesses. And then here I am now bringing those up or speaking to those that are in the place where I was. So use this time in your singleness to get an intimate relationship with God. Because, you know, the dating, dating them all, that's for the world. Let them have that. See, look at them and see how that worked for them. But it's not for us. It's not for kingdom women. And it's not that we're better. It's just we know better. So we can't be um, influenced by what the world is doing. We have to stay in tune with what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And so I just wanted to leave that there. Um, and of course, you know, dating multiple men, if you don't have self-control, it can lead to soul ties because you may, you know, fall into temptation and it could lead to heartache. Because what if he's, what if you, you meet a good dude, but he's just not the dude for you and he falls for you, but you really just with him because you want to waste time until the right person for you comes along. Now that's going to cause somebody else to be heart, heartbroken and tainted, you know, because they open their heart and you won't even interested from the beginning. I just wanted to say that, um, and this just came to me. So what if you dating these multiple men and the man that you're supposed to be with is a man that is a friend of somebody you dated? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be crazy? So now your name out here in these streets like, oh, bro, I dated her. Now, how that look? Now you got to go in. And explain, oh, nothing happened. It was just, you know, we was just friends. We was just talking. You know, we went on a couple dates. No, no. So my advice is just to pray for discernment. Pray for discernment. When you meet a person, just pray for discernment. Now, I'm not saying you just got to be have, have tunnel vision and just, you know, you going to look. But people are going to approach you. They're going to approach you. But you want to have that discernment and know that you hear from God to say if it's a yes or a no. Um, so, yeah, the discernment is everything. 
And it could be, you know, a time where God will tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, look at him. Pay attention to him. You never know. So your girl over here. <laughs> my God ordained spouse. We could start courting right now. And there would be no side eyes about my phone going off because I've cleared all that up. There's nothing. The ones that need to be blocked are blocked. If he want me to change my number, I'm cool with that. I mean, my my phone won't be going off. If my phone go off, it's business. So my slate is clean for him to come forth. You know? So there, there's nothing. And I like it like that because in this moment, I'm enjoying my singleness, my singleness. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's quiet. You hear y'all hear that? There ain't nothing going on. You might you going to hear the music in the background after I add the background music. But it's just me right now. And I'm OK with that. I enjoy my company. I enjoy my alone time. <laughs> I can do what I want. When I want, um, not saying I want it to be like this forever, but while God has me in this place, I definitely want to enjoy it because where he's taking me, I may not get this alone time like this ever again. So enjoy your singleness, embrace your singleness, embrace this time that you have. So right now, I just want to give you a list of things that you can do. In this time, if you if you're newly single or if you've been single for a while and you're trying to figure out, like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? If you feel like you're in a straight jacket and God actually has you in a cocoon, up and coming butterfly, this is for you. Pray for discernment for when you meet guys that the Holy Spirit will unction you that if it's OK or if it's a if it's a no. Um. Pray for self-control. Ask God what you should be doing in this season because everybody is not in their marriage season. This just may be the single season for you. So ask God what you should be doing in this particular season. Make sure you're healed. Make sure you're healing. Make sure those things that triggered you don't trigger you anymore. Make sure you're healed from past hurts. Make sure you have forgiven those that you were in relationships with that didn't work out. And also, I want to say, learn to enjoy your alone time in this season. The man is going to find you or God will let you know or get your attention to let you know who to pay attention to. Ruth wasn't looking for Boaz. Boaz saw her. Ruth was working. Ruth had her head down. She was getting it. She was just trying to get some stuff to take back home to her mother-in-law. And he noticed her. And another thing, her name was already out for being a noble woman, a woman of noble character. So if your name is out here, you want your name to be spoken as a woman of grace. An industrious woman, a gracious woman, 
you know, you don't want to be out here with your name out here because you dated, you know, um, a couple dudes. Like, oh, I saw her, you know, at the nightclub with such and such, you know, a couple weeks ago. Now she with him. Now she, no, no, we're not doing that. We are women of grace. So I just wanted to leave y'all with that. Um, I pray that this blessed you. And I want to give you some ways that you can reach out to me. Um, you can reach me on Instagram, sacred silhouette, sacred dot silhouette. I apologize. You can reach me on Clubhouse. I have a club. It's Sacred Silhouette, the number four women um, on Clubhouse. My name is Tanya underscore Denise. I also have a Facebook group that is Sacred Silhouette for women. And the four is spelled out F-O-R. And you can join the Facebook group. Um, I'm thinking about in mid-January, I'm considering... Um, taking one-on-one -on -one coaching calls so you can message me and let me know if that's something y'all would be interested in. Give me some topics. You can DM me um, any topics you want to talk about. Um, I'm just here. I'm here for my women. I'm here for my ladies. I'm here for y'all. I want to be to you who I didn't have. Okay. So I ain't here. I'm not here to beat y'all up. I'm not here to, you know, make you feel condemned and cast down. I've been there. I've probably done that and more. So I'm here to help you not have to take the path that I took. Just to end up still doing the will of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I can help you. Um, dodge some of the bullets that I had to take hits from, I'll do that. But until then, I pray you all have an amazing day, evening, night. Thank you so much for listening to Sacred Silhouette Podcast. You could have listened to any podcast, but you came here. So I thank you. I thank you. And God bless you. Bye.